Welcome, welcome. This is the official Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. I will be your host today. And this is where we go over the tips and tricks and strategies to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. You probably got that from the intro. I know. Gotta repeat it just so you know where you are at. Okay, today we are talking about bloopers, big fat bloopers, mistakes that feds make when they fill out their retirement application. They were so close, right? So close to retirement and yet made some bloopers. Now, many of these bloopers are totally fixable. It'll just take a lot more time. You have to go back and forth with OPM, back and forth with your agency to fix all these things, which is no fun to do. So it is so much easier to really, before you even get there, before you get within, let's say six months, a year to try to retirement, you kind of have all your ducks in a row. You know what the application looks like. You've gone through it. You understand it. Piece of cake. You got all your documents down. Everything's good to go. So let's go over the top three mistakes that we see that have been made on retirement applications. Okay, number one. Number one is typos and areas left blank. Okay, I talked about this a little bit already when I talked about checking your records. Okay, that is so, so important when thinking about retirement. Checking your records, making sure things are correct. Date of birth. Social security number, name, spelling, middle name, it all has to match what what it shows on your SF50s with your agency and then what you put on your application. It all has to match perfectly or you're going to have issues. So make sure it's correct on your SF50s, it's correct on your retirement application, and everything matches. Okay, and when it comes to typos, you can't scratch stuff out, you can't sign it, you can't white out. None of that. It's got to be clean. It's got to be perfect or they won't accept it. Okay. So you have to make sure you could go and change while you're doing it. But before you submit it, make sure there's, it is clean. You do not want to have to mess with that. It's no fun. Okay. The next piece that we see a mistake all the time is with survivor benefits. So if you are not already aware, if you are married, and you want your spouse to con- to continue to receive some of your pension if you were to pass away. You could do that, but it costs money. Basically, this is how it works. If, if you have a spouse and you say, hey, I want them to get 50% of my pension if I was to pass away first. You could do that, but it'll cost you 10% of your pension. So for example, for easy numbers, okay? Let's say you get $100 a month from your pension. If you want your spouse to to continue getting $50 a month, half your pension, when you pass away, then you will only receive $90 per month while you're both living, okay? That's how that works. You could also get a um, half pension, or not half pension, half survivor benefit, basically, where you only get a 5% deduction, so you get 95% of your pension, but then if you were to pass away first, your spouse would only get 25% of your pension. So that's kind of the options. So back to the retirement application. On the retirement application, you have to check, you have to fill in the part that asks about this benefit. 
And if you are electing to have your spouse get less than the full survivor benefit, which is 50% of your pension, if you are electing that, then you have to have your wife sign, or not just your wife, your spouse, sorry, your spouse sign and get that notarized, okay? So you can't just do it without your spouse knowing, they have to sign and notarize it so that it is all official and that is when you could do anything other than the full. If you're doing the full survivor benefit, no problem. You don't have to do that, easy peasy. If you want to do, let's say 50%, um, which is 25% they'd get of your pension if you were to pass away, or if you elect to give no survivor benefit, meaning they get nothing if you were to pass away first, maybe they have other income, they're good, whatever, that's fine. Just on your application, you have to elect that and you have to get a signed notarized thing from your spouse saying, hey, I understand and I'm good. So that's kind of how that works. That's a huge mistake that people don't understand how that works and kind of what they're picking and if they are picking less than full, how to do it all. So make sure you think about that. Does your spouse need it? Do you want your spouse to have it? All these things, think about it. So when you get to that question on your application, you're not stumped and you're ready to go. Okay, FVHB. Number three, the third biggest retirement mistake that really can be traumatic, it could be dr dramatic and traumatic at the same time, and that is you have to have at least five years enrolled in an FVHB plan to continue FVHB into retirement. Now, maybe you have TRICARE from previous military time, whatever, you say, hey, I'm good, I don't need it, whatever. If you need FEHB though, if you want it into retirement, you have to be enrolled in it for the previous five years. Now, there's one little nuance where let's say for those five years before retirement, you were in the TRICARE system and not in FEHB. Maybe you had done 20 years in the military, so you're under the TRICARE system, you're not enrolled in FEHB. If going into retirement, you'd rather have FEHB, the only way to do that is to enroll your last little bit of your career before you retire into FEHB. And then the TRICARE, being in TRICARE for the previous five years will cover that requirement. That's the one little nuance there. Otherwise, if you're not involved with TRICARE, you have to be enrolled in FEHB the last five years. Now, this is where it gets a little hairy. Your agency may only have documentation for your last enrollment change. So for example, if let's say you're putting your application today and three years ago you changed your enrollment, you changed your plan that you're in with FEHB, your agency may not have records of what you did before. So basically, if you put your application in and OPM comes back, they say, hey, you can't keep your FEHB because we only show three years of being in FEHB. You're like, hey, no, I had it. Make sure you have documentation. Maybe your agency will, but sometimes they don't. So make, your, make sure you have documentation, you have records of being enrolled in FEHB the full five years before retirement so you don't have this issue. Because honestly, FEHB is probably one of the best benefits that you enjoy. It saves you so much money in your career and in retirement, especially as costs are just rising dramatically with healthcare. It is a huge, huge benefit that you don't want to lose unless you have some other plan that is great coverage, okay? It is really, really hard to beat. And if you try to beat it, it is often very, very expensive to do so. 
So those are the three main mistakes that I have seen that OPM has seen on retirement applications. So make sure you go into that phase of your life when you're thinking about retirement, when you're thinking about filling out that application, when you have these in mind. So hey, you could be ready. You don't have to stress. Your application process doesn't have to take you so much longer than you'd hope for. So that transition could be smooth, painless, and you could just walk off into the sunset into retirement, right? I can't promise you it'll be that beautiful, that serene, but that is the goal, right? To make it that easy, that painless, because you prepared accordingly. Okay, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next week. And again, thank you for making it to the end of my video, the end of my podcast. I hope this brought value to you and your life. My goal with this content is to bring as much value to as many people as I possibly can. So please, if you can, if this brought value to you, please show your support, subscribe, hit the thumbs up, comment, give me feedback about what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about, and how you can get more value out of this and so that I could do the very best I can to make this the best channel for my viewers, for my listeners, the very best I can. So again, thank you for being here and investing in yourself and in your future. And I will see you next week.